Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Good day to you. This is California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Welcome to the program. Every week we bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communications, and with me as always is my trusty co-host Drew Schlossberg. How are you doing today, Drew? I'm doing just fantastic and cannot wait for this interview. Uh, Absolutely. It's going to be a good one. Today we are going to Linwood Unified School District, where the district is developing a strategy to accelerate digital equity and transform the capacity and capabilities of the school community through a comprehensive technology and innovation roadmap. Drew, I love maps of any kind, so really looking forward to this. (laughs) Here to discuss the roadmap is Linwood Unified Assistant Superintendent of Technology and Innovation, Dr. Patrick Gittisribungal. And oh, welcome to California right. School awesome. News Radio to you, Patrick. <laughs> Did I get that right? Uh, you got that. All, yeah, that's, that's perfect. It's beautiful. Um, again, okay. happy to be here. Really, really uh, looking forward to, to our interview. Yeah, well, you are the man with the longest name in K-12 education, as far as we know. As you proudly, as as you proudly tell everyone, Patrick, the the digital equity roadmap you're developing is quite thorough. It encompasses the schools and community. It provides equipment and support, and the goal is to get everyone wired uh, that not on strong coffee, but with the tools that every student will need to level the technological playing field and allow them to focus on college and career. And you've done this all in just two months since returning to the district, um, which I guess is going to be my first question. Let's let's start with that. You worked at Linwood from 2015 to 2018. You spent a few years down in San Diego County, and now you have returned. And what prompted the return, and uh, did they roll out the red carpet for you? Oh, the, the, the red carpet was was rolled out. You know, they, they've welcomed me with open arms. I just feel so fortunate to be back in Linwood. You know, I, I've, I've mentioned to, to Drew and you that, you know, I, 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 you know, I finished my junior year here in Linwood in 2018, and, and now I'm coming back as a freshman again. So um, I'm just... You know, I just feel really fortunate to be back here in Linwood. You know, part of the reason why I'm back is, you know, really family reasons and, and you know, my father's health and my parents. Um, really having to come back to the alley area where I grew up uh, has just been a blessing. Um, and so I, I, I love San Diego. Um, I'm, I'm very, you know, I, I love the leaders there. You know, I, I've been really fortunate to be there. Um, but again, you know, what, what has brought me back is family. But at the same time, being able to serve this community is really just a blessing in disguise. So, um so when it comes to digital equity, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to, to help share some of the insights that we've put together in the last two months as well. So we'd love for you guys to, to hear all about it if you're willing and, and open. Oh, we're, we're willing and we're, we're open. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, let's well, kind of just get started. Is this, <laughs> is this the roadmap is something that has been going on uh, for a while before you return to the district uh, and is something that you've just like acquired or is this some ideas that you have brought to the district, yeah, back to the so, district? Yeah, sure. So, so based on the survey data that, you know, that, that we've done here in Linwood over the past year, you know, it, it appears that, that just there's still broadband gaps across the city, you know, and, and knowing Linwood, Linwood the way I do, you know, we are the second largest employer in the city of Linwood. 
And so, you know, as a school district, we're uniquely positioned to really bring our educational community together, you know, all parents, teachers, students, um, you know, community members, business, business leaders, industry folks. You know, since I've worked at the county level, you know, I think my perspective is really to approach our projects at scale. And so being able to bring in resources, you know, the input from stakeholders, uh, both, you know, small and large, um, that not only look at Linwood at the local level, but also broader at, at neighboring cities, at the county level, in Alley County in particular, that can really help us address broadband and digital equity and really helping us transform this community. You know, I, I, I think there's really three areas when it comes to digital equity that we're really focused on. You know, the first being high-speed Internet access, as all of you and everyone knows who's listening, high-speed Internet access is really essential in our lives today, you know, in the same way that water, food, shelter, electricity is. I think our reliance on Internet to conduct business, access healthcare, you know, social services, news, and, of course, distance learning and education has really been accelerated over the past 14 months now, you know, due to the pandemic. And so it's become really evident that without or, or with limited access to the Internet, you know, I think, you know, families and, and students and, and everyone here can get gets disengaged, disenfranchised, you know, and, and you get limited opportunities for career, economic and social aspects. So this, this idea of having high-speed Internet access can really help serve as this catalyst um, really for economic development and mobility. I know I had an opportunity to, to listen to some of the work from Ross Chetty, and so economic mobility is definitely important for us. And so that those opportunities in social services, education, civic engagement, that, that's, that's one of the main, main aspects of making sure that we have high-speed Internet access. The second is, is around devices and connectivity. And so you know, when you, you think about devices and connectivity, you know, people aren't really familiar sometimes with all the specs that, that are out there. You know, you, you issue out a Chromebook, you know, you think that's enough, uh, but in some aspects, you know, that device, you know, may only meet a certain need. And so, um, you know, increasing assistive technology at community side, you know, support for device ownership, you know, that, that's a major focus for us as well. And then the last is really around skills training. You know, I, you know, going through the pandemic with COVID testing and COVID vaccines, you know, making appointments for there, it, it's almost, it almost felt like we were, you know, buying a PS5, you know, like, having limited appointments. Now it's, it's readily accessible, right? And so, but, you know, two months ago or three months ago, all of that wasn't even available. And so it was limited. So, you know, and how to actually make an appointment was very limiting as well. I think navigating multiple websites, um, you know, na navigating the, the forms you have to fill out, you know, so, you know, skills training is an area that, that we recognize where we need to expand that those programs to have it in multiple languages to access you know, multiple communities, really additional resources for our parents and our community-based organizations and in industry partners as well. So, you know, three areas, high-speed connectivity, devices, technical support, and skills training is really part of that digital equity plan that we're, we're going to be sharing and putting together in partnership and collaboration with the city of Linwood um, and, and anyone who wants to be involved. Absolutely. 
So, yeah, uh, we are chatting with uh, Dr. Patrick Gittes. He is the Assistant Superintendent of Technology and Innovation uh, for the Linwood Unified School District. I'm uh, Drew Schlossberg of uh, California School News, joined by my colleague, uh, Kevin uh, Osmus. You know, Patrick, you know, uh, listen, you, you nailed it on the, on the head here. Um, parent involvement is just absolutely so critical. How many different languages are spoken in, in Linwood? In Linwood, you know, the primary language is Spanish, but I, I'm, I'm sure there are many different dialects. Um, so I would say that there, it's probably 10 to 15 different languages that are, are spoken here. You know, we predominantly, we are Hispanic, Latino, right. Latinx uh, community, uh, but we do have multiple, uh, again, within that community, there are multiple cultures, uh, different dialects, different, um, you, know, you know, native languages that I'm, I'm not even familiar with. I'm sure even my last name is, you know, it's probably foreign to some folks as well. Sure. You guys too. So. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so I, I, you know, I would say there, there's at least 10 to 15 different languages. And I, and I know that my colleagues, um, you know, here in Linwood probably are, are better equipped at, at answering that question. You know, I, I've had the fortunate opportunity to really, you know, work with some of my, my colleagues, uh, Dr. Patricia Brent Sanko, who you, right. you guys have interviewed before as well, right. and Dr. Dinkins. Oh, you may love her. Um, and so, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This group of, of folks that I'm, I'm able to, to really join and collaborate with, uh, my colleagues, um, it, it's just it, this is a phenomenal organization. It's phenomenal with their leaders. Um, you know, last night we had the board meeting and we just honored all of our administrators, our principals, our assistant principals across all of our campuses. And I, I'm, again, I'm just so blessed to be able to join Linwood, you know, and, and all the staff and people that, that really, um, really make this organization um, as great as, as, as it is uh, to really support, you know, families and students. Right. Education. You know, so, and, and moving forward, um, you yeah. know, obviously you guys are just continuing uh, to uh, basically drink out of a fire hose. Um, two questions. <laughs> One, do you have summer acceleration programs already in the mix and getting ready to start this? And then when you uh, go back in the fall, how much of this will be in person? How much of it will be distant and how much of it will be hybrid? So uh, when we come back in the fall, it's all going to be in person. You know, our expectation okay. is that we're going to have 100% of our students back in class, uh, in person. You know, we, we love seeing kids in, in, in our schools, in our classrooms. Um, just being able to interface with them and, and interact is, is something that, that we miss. So having them back in person in the fall, for sure. Summer. Summer is, is a, an opportunity for us to really increase um, you know, and accelerate learning. You know, we, we've often talked about, you know, mitigating learning loss. Yes, you know, learning loss has already occurred. So now how do we approach this by accelerating learning, right? And so summer, our expectation for summer is that it's all going to be in person. We have, you know, about 500 to 600 kids that have already requested to, to come back to, to school in person. And so in the next couple of weeks here, we're going to be opening our doors up for kids to really participate in you know, expanded learning opportunities, whether it's tutoring, um, whether it's, you know, um, accelerated learning, you know, camps, just so many opportunities for our kids to really engage and re-engage uh, in the type of learning that we know that, that they need and that we also need as, as educators and as, as leaders. So um, accelerated learning is something that is really a, a strong component of us, um, a focus for our, ourselves. And so uh, we really want to make sure that, that kids are able to access all the, the resources and the materials um, and so they're prepared for the fall um, when they come back again in person. So 
some are using it as a great opportunity for increasing and accelerating learning. Patrick, uh, speaking of in-person learning and, and kids re-engaging, because we had a guest on a, a few weeks ago, and I mentioned to them, boy, that first pep rally, when, when, when they come back, is going to be quite a pep rally, because that, that will actually be showing some true spirit. We're, we're back. We're together. <laughs> we're really happy to be here. Um, that's going to that's gonna raise the roof in a lot of school districts uh, all, over, all over California. I, I want to get back to the 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 technology thing it's so exciting yeah. it's so essential and it's also so frustrating as everyone knows and 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 here's what i know about tech because ever since home computers became a thing kind of about the mid 90s i've been trying to catch up i am always like a little or a lot behind the curve i can remember buying these compact desktop computers and setting them up and thinking okay i am ready to go and it's like oh my modem is so slow that i can't work with it and so then you work on that and then it's like broadband and then it's something else and then it's something else so talk a little bit about how uh, if you're in technology and innovation how some of it is bringing these uh, uh technology that that is current to, to the community and then having to look down the road to see what's coming up in technology and innovation, because that is just as important. It's just coming right around the corner. Yeah, sure. So, so when it comes to technology and innovation here for Linwood and and when it comes to usage, we know that, that again, students, our students are, are always ahead of the curve. You know, they're, they're embracing so many different skills, um, and, and capabilities when it comes to social media, when it comes to esports, when it comes to you know all of the different opportunities that they are able to access. I, I know that there's always these new new hashtags that come out. There's always these new tools that kids are and our students are using that we may not even be aware of. So you know when it comes to leveraging digital learning, when it comes to leveraging you know all the different components that that compri- that our students are using on a daily basis, you know. As a district, we just want to make sure that we embrace those different tools and that we're able to deliver or at least use those tools or use that, that, that context as a way of engaging kids. You know, one of the major projects that we're going to be, you know, really be implementing this fall is this idea of having a seal of digital literacy. You know, and so over the past 14 months, I, I think you, everyone here can also agree that We've seen such tremendous use, such tremendous growth when it comes to, you know, learning online, distance learning, accessing Zoom, Google Classroom, Google Meets, all of these different tools that were probably foreign to both our students as well as our teachers. You know, I think that that component, we've really seen just that literacy aspect really grow in the last 14 months. So being able to use that in a you know, in a safe and, you know, safe manner is something that, that I'm very passionate about. So, you know, all the, all the work, all the resources, um, all the, the content that has been created by both teachers and students, I want us to be able to capture that. And so being able to capture that and offer a seal of digital learning, digital literacy is something that, that I think our district would be great to have. You know, I, I think our students, you know, when they graduate from high school, Having that seal, having a cord as an as a badge of honor for the fact that they've, you know, again been online, you know, can, can produce work online, can create presentations online, 
can interact online, can collaborate online is something that uh, I'm very passionate about implementing here in Linwood. That, that's a, one of many projects that, that again, we're going to need to make sure that our stakeholders are involved, our teachers are involved, our leaders are involved with that process, and as well as our students. And so making sure that that, that this is a value-add component for them when they go into the workforce, when they go into higher education, having that seal of digital learning and literacy is something that I, I think would be would go a long way for future employers as well. You know, I, I think the other aspect about, around this, around making sure that we're, we're staying ahead of the curve, is really putting together, you know, tools like a mobile app, a web portal, you know, that, that's part of our project as well. And so, you know, you know, when's the last time you visited a district website, right? And so, you know, being able to create content, being able to create, you know, a, an app, um, whether that, that resides in a, a Roku or an Apple TV or something that they can access on demand, you know, that expectation for on demand content is something that I'm very much interest, interested in. And so, again, as I mentioned, our teachers have created so much content, being able to capture that, being able to curate that and deliver that to students whenever they need, like, support, help, you know, having that available in a mobile app and a TV app, you know, that that's a project that, that I'm willing to take on that, that I think our district and our team would be able to, to embrace as well. So that that's two of many projects um, that, that we're going to be rolling out in this year, next year, um, you know, and, and I'm happy to, again, share with you at a next meeting or, or again, whenever you guys want me back on, I'm happy to, to expand upon, upon any of those. Well, you, you just opened the door because we're going to have you on for the rest of the summer, so we appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> next week, Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, don't bore you. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, the content you provide is always top shelf, Patrick. Hey, listen, question for you. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly uh, not inexpensive when we want to enhance, you know, uh, connectivity, of course, and digital devices and everything in between. Um, is the district working with local grants? Are they working with, you know, uh, PPP money or whatever? the case may be um is that a challenge uh, it, it is a challenge but I, i'll tell you that that one of the the projects that i'm focused on right now is the, this whole new fcc emergency connectivity fund and so nice you know, I, yeah so with the fcc you know because the fact that they're you know pouring in some dollars to help with the homework gap if you will um our district is definitely going to be able to to look at ways in which we can apply for federal funding to help with the equity gaps that we see, especially around, you know, access to the internet, broadband, you know, device, you know, all those things that I mentioned earlier. So, you know, applying for federal funds um, through, you know, through the FCC is something that that we're very much passionate about and that we're going to be um, putting in. Um, again, it's to really make sure that we prioritize the needs of our families and our students. So, um, you know, when when the pandemic hit, you know, I, I know I was not here in Linwood, and I know that that our team really rallied to make sure that every kid got a device, you know, had access to the internet, um, whether it's through a hotspot or working with a provider. Um, but being able to sustain that for next school year and being able to continue that is something that I want to make sure becomes a part of this organization. So, you know, the feds, you know, FCC, you know, state, you know, dollars, resources there, we're going to apply for as many grants as possible, we're going to be working with our Linwood Partners Education Foundation as well, um, you know, along with that. 
So again, connectivity for sure is, is part of that. And, and I, I do want to also make a, a plug for industry experiences. So, you know, just because we have connectivity now, you know, a lot of that, that work, a lot of the, the resources and, and field trips went away during the pandemic. And so, you know, people have had to shift to virtual. So being able to you know, match employers, um, you know, industry partners to students is something that I'm very much passionate about, as you know, Drew. Um, and so that, that's another aspect that we're focused on. So connectivity, for sure, yes, applying for federal dollars, but also making sure that we look for, you know, dollars and, and philanthropic funds to help with giving industry experiences to our students in all of the verticals, all of the sectors, all of the things that, that I know our, our students and our families um, definitely um, would be interested in, in really exposing their, you know, their career aspirations or college aspirations. Uh, further. Right, yeah, we're chatting with Dr. Patrick Giddes, he's the Assistant Superintendent of Technology and Innovation at uh, Linwood uh, Unified School District. You know, Patrick, a you know, l- little bit of a shift here, um, you know, yeah. as, as you probably know that, um, you know, Kevin and I you know, incessantly talk about this because of the guests we've had on the show for uh, into our third year, uh, laser beamed on uh, college and career uh, readiness and awareness. Talk about how that is an important uh, theme of uh, Linwood. Yeah, so, so again, as part of our technology and innovation roadmap slash playbook, um, you know, one of the, one of the 13 projects <laughs> right. that, that I've identified um, is really creating this new one-to-one initiative, right? And so when I say one-to-one, you know, automatically some of our, our leaders and educators Think of one device per kid, you know, and, and so the way I think of it is that we need to really establish a new one-to-one initiative of providing at least one college and career industry experience per student. And so, you know, the, the way we're framing this is that every student in Linwood Unified should be able to identify and develop a purpose, a plan, and a path. So making sure that we have a purpose, a plan, and a path is something that, that I'm very much passionate about. And so, you know, allowing and identifying student needs, whether their strengths, their interests, their, their goals, their aspirations, their values, uh, this is definitely going to be part of our roadmap, our playbook uh, for the fall and for the next couple of years. Um, you know, we want to be able to offer as many opportunities that weren't available, right, in person during the last 14 months to give kids opportunities for career awareness, career exploration, career prep, you know, career training, college, um, across our elementary, middle, and high. And, and you know, everyone here, and, and you and I both know that there's a spectrum of, of resources and needs and experiences that we can provide every kid. And so, you know, as many touch points as we can when it comes to all of those aspects is something that that we're going to be moving and pushing forward with, you know, in collaboration with all of, of our leaders here, uh, with our superintendent, Dr. Crossway, um, you know, our assistant soups, our principals, and our, and our families, our students, and our, and our stakeholders here in, in the district. So uh, a new one-to-one industry experience for every student. Be on the lookout for that. Well, that sounds like something to look out for. Uh, Patrick, what impresses me about you is that you are someone that obviously just embraces challenges because you, you've laid out some so a very challenging roadmap and you have lots of things. You, 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 you seem to me like someone to say, okay, so um, here, here's the problem. And then you're immediately brainstorming and, and, and coming up with, you know, like a dozen things in like five minutes 
that you can do. Is that is that kind of close to? No, I'm serious because I, I know yeah. some. I'm kind of like that too. If someone, yeah, what are we going to do? And then I'll come up with like a dozen things in five minutes and absolutely wear that person out. And then like they'll regret they've asked me that question. But uh, <laughs> in this case, this is something that is very necessary for the district and community. And and uh, I would imagine that everybody is uh, is is embracing uh, the 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 some of the plan that you've brought forward. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. I'll tell you that. You know, <laughs> having so many ideas <laughs> is great, but at the same time, we want to make sure that that we, we bring in as many um, stakeholders, you know, as possible. You know, I think innovation, as you guys can attest, you know, it has to be inclusive, right? And so, yeah. again, you know, I, I keep keep shouting out Dr. Patricia Brent Sanko as well as Dr. Jenkins, but when it comes to equity, you know. It's it's okay for us to go slow to go fast, you know. And again, I have so many ideas, but again, having that equity lens really means that we're being intentional, right? Making sure that we're inclusive. And so, I, I know that innovation cannot happen if it's not inclusive. If it doesn't, you know, affect the people or bring in the people that are closest to that challenge. And so that way, we can lead. They can participate in. They can benefit from the technology from the innovation. And so, you know, uh, you know, we recognize that inclusive innovation is really inclusive technology essentially really requires that, that infrastructure, that process, the processes that, that really invite, but also prioritize all of the community and stakeholder voices, all of the different perspectives, um, diverse perspectives, and it, it has to be intentionally built, um, to, to really build those partnerships and relationships. So again, you know, I, I, I want to do things, you know, not to people and not to, you know, to our folks. I want to make sure we do it with them. So that that's essentially these ideas that I have and that we have, it, it has to be inclusive. And so you know, again, you know, this is just, this is part of the roadmap. It's, it's you know, every journey is going to begin with a map. And so we have a map and now how do we get to, to this is essentially what what I'm going to be bringing in, and what we're going to be bringing in uh, to this district. Hey, well, Patrick. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, because I, I, I just want to kind of go back to what what I was talking about before, and how I'm always behind the curve, uh, technologically <laughs> speaking. Uh, no, and, and part of it is because I, I don't have kids, and so they're not there to you know, as you as you discussed, they're they're the ones that are ahead of the curve and using these. But I, I'm wondering how well do the students know um, how technology is created, and and do they understand that they themselves are going to be the ones that are needed to create the innovations in the future to do the coding, uh, to come up with the apps instead of just using them, of course. Uh, how well do they know that they are actually the, the creators and innovators of the future? You know, I, I think, you know, I, I, I think our kids know more than we think they do. So I, I have a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old at home, so... I know they tell me all about all these different TikTok <laughs> videos, all of the different hashtags, all the different viral videos. They follow so many influencers. There's so many different careers um, that are created because of this new ecosystem. And so uh, I, I think students are ready. Making sure that, again, as I mentioned, you know, I think the adults in the room really need to listen to our students. You know, I, I'm, I'm very much learner-focused. And so being able to meet kids where they're at, being able to embrace, you know, the tools that, 
that they use and that our kids use on a daily, weekly basis and really using that as a catalyst, as an engine for them to say, okay, well, you know, you already know how to access these tools. You know how to get to them. Let me help provide that map for you on how to refine it, how to enhance it, how to make sure that you're able to navigate all the different nuances that that the adults know, right? <laughs> so whether it's college, whether it's career, you know, all, all the systems and structures that we've created as adults, you know, we want to make sure our kids go along with that as well. And so, you know, I, I think, I think we, we, you know, they know more than we, we, we let them, that we think they do. And so, you know, our students, you know, really, um, I, I think they just need to be able to be guided. You know, I, I think um, you and I both know, again, that we are all, all about making sure that that kids have access to all the different opportunities. So again, yep, uh, our, our journey is going to begin with the map. They need the map. So, Patrick, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, we, we chat about, you know, how uh, Kevin and I get this question quite a bit, and actually we ask it of our guests, is that, you know, there's some things that people learned during the pandemic. Listen, um, I don't know if I want to give that up. That was a good way of filling the blank, teaching this or doing X, Y, and Z. Um, and, and I know while you weren't at uh, Linwood during uh, most of the pandemic, to say the least, um, are there some things when you've talked to your colleagues since you've been back that say, you know what, we start doing this during the pandemic and we're going to keep doing this are there a lot of those oh there, there are tons of those and so the the stories and, and feedback that i've heard you know over the last two months from principals and my meetings with them is that you know having a paperless classroom having all of the content and presentations delivered online being able to access these virtual whiteboards um you know having you know kids interact offer that feedback in real time you know, I, I think that's something that that they, I think our, our staff would love to have uh, moving forward, and and using class time for collaboration, right. you know, reengaging the learning. I think that's where where that that's the value in in, in education is, is the social emotional learning aspect is being able to socialize with others, being able to collaborate with others in, in person, uh, being able to to kind of communicate and, and read that, that body language, read for meaning. You know, really con- being able to to solve problems. Um, investigate stuff, give feedback in person. I think that you can't replicate, you know, that in-person, you know, feeling that you get um, through virtual means. I, I, I hate to say it, but you can't, you know, like even though we're on the phone right now or we're, we're virtual, um, you know, being able to sit with in front of you, it probably gives it a different tone, a different meaning, um, and a different construct for us. Well, so, well, well, yeah. well, at least it does for Kevin, and uh, I, I know you... Uh, <laughs> I'm not so sure you and Patrick, uh, and I tease a lot just for our listeners. Well, that Patrick I do have a radio face. Uh, that's right, no, that, that Patrick, is, and, that has been clear for a long, long time. Patrick and I have been well, friends. You, you guys have awesome voices. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think that's all. You know, that's all good as well. Um, Patrick, talk about you know the partnerships that you have in, in the community, whether it be with the community colleges or four-year uh, schools or the businesses. Um, I think that's just going to be enhanced because uh, people are coming out the pandemic do you agree oh I, I agree with you and so again we we are fortunate to have uh the linwood partners education foundation where we have you know quite a bit of industry folks that, who are actually on the board and so you know folks from kaiser we, we got folks from you know toyota uh, you know we have a you know, we, we have representations from intel and so 
you know, the members of the, of the Linwood Partners Education Foundation board really, you know, are comprised of not just educators, but um, of industry folks, you know, people who are there to help provide as many resources and opportunities for our students uh, moving forward as well. So, you know, growing industry engagement, growing employer engagement, I know is, is going to be a, a major focus for us as well. You know, the largest employer here in the city of Linwood is the St. Francis Medical Center. And so if you think about that, you know, I think, you know, making sure that we increase nursing opportunities, increase medical opportunities. And so biotech, biomed, you know, that, that, that should be part of us. Uh, Cerritos College is a great partner, Cal State, Dominguez Hills, Compton College, um, you know, UCLA, USD. <laughs> I, I, know, I know you're a Bruin. I've been waiting for that to come But all higher ed partners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, of course, you, you did you, you did put SC under higher ed, so I'm gonna have to question that one. But you know, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, it, uh, uh, obviously, uh, we're teasing here. Uh, Patrick is a very proud uh, Trojan, and uh, uh, my uh, roots are uh, at at UCLA. So we uh, actually, te- at both universities are just top shelf in this country. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, I I can't agree with you more. Um, you know, I I know again just. Because I'm an LA native, and because Linwood is is in South LA, you know, being able to it, LA has so many universities yep. here, as well as community college, and, and so again, being able to tap into that ecosystem, being able to make sure our, our kids have exposure to that, um, that that's that's something for for sure that that's part of our strategy. Hey, hey Patrick, quick question here, and then I'll you know yeah. turn it back over to Kevin. What can our uh, California School News uh, uh, listeners uh, do to support your efforts at Linwood? Well, I, I think as, you know whenever you have an opportunity to to really ask questions, share best practices, provide resources, you know, um, you know, presentations, uh, more than willing to. To listen and learn, you know, I, I often argue that, you know, our, our bodies, you know, our ratio of, of our ears to our mouth, you know, we, we have two ears and we have one mouth, right? And so, I love listening, you know, I, I love making, I, I want to make sure that I listen to all the stakeholders. So, you know, if we have partners in the space um, who are interested in, in really getting engaged, um, whether it's providing industry experiences, connectivity, uh, devices, you know, mental health, um, resources for our students. I would love to engage you. I would love, you know, to hear you out. Um, would love to have you participate in any of our activities or any opportunities that we have for for our kids as well. So, you know, industry engagement is something that, that we're very much passionate in. So, you know, whatever, whatever, activities, field trip opportunities you guys have, um, more than willing to, to help our students participate in. Yeah, yeah and let's not forget uh, the, our, our good friends at the, the Linwood Education Foundation. Uh, Elsa Chigoya is another friend of ours here on the program. Uh, you can always, uh, yep. imagine, uh, donate to that as well. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yes. It, I, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Elsa Chigoya and the Linwood Partners Education, Education Foundation. I was actually at a board meeting this morning so um what a great group what a, what a great organization to be a part of um you know what again whatever we can do to help increase resources and access and equity for our students um you know the foundation is, is there with us on the side uh, as a partner um as a collaborator um to, to really help you know engage our kids so 
Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, Good job, Patrick. Uh, We've been talking to Dr. Patrick Giddis Ribungo. He's the Assistant Superintendent of Technology and Innovation at Linwood Unified. Uh, They have a digital equity roadmap that is thorough and precise and uh, will only get bigger, I imagine, when when you get a chance to brainstorm just a little bit more, right? Um, And so, uh, and and here on California School News. Pardon me? He's only been there two months. months. (laughs) Well, uh, but by the time we have you back on the program, it'll have been several months along uh, the roadmap. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the program. Uh, Drew, do you have any final questions? Patrick, do you have any uh, final comments? Uh, I would love, you know, another USC, UCLA (laughs) dialogue here at the end. Well, well, you know, all I'm I'm glad you guys are in separate rooms right now because. Well, no, it's a, it's friendly, uh, competitive chatter. I'll just remind him who went to the final four (laughs) this year's championships in Uh, basketball. But anyway, that being said, uh, you know, Patrick, uh, Listen, I'm just honored to call you a friend and a colleague, and thank you so much for giving up time. I know it just was a busy, busy, busy week for you to do this. And to, to Kevin's point, we look forward to having you back on. Your content is so rich and so valuable, um, not only just for our, our listeners, but anybody in the education space. So um, wishing you, and, and again, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you how your family's doing. Oh, family's doing well. Um you know, I, I think I mentioned to you that my father and my parents, they just love going to Vegas. Um, right. So, <laughs> you know, as, they, as they're doing and they're, they're trying to, they're retired already. Um, they, they love spending their time in the casino. So, um, <laughs> as long as they're healthy and having well, I'll, I'll fun. Them at the casino. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Any, hey. any final comments for you, Kevin? Uh, well, Vegas sounds pretty good right now. Should we take a road trip? Yeah, why not? We'll do. Well, you know, we can do the show from uh, from Caesar's Palace. That's good. You know, and we can join. Oh, I would hey. love to do that. We, yeah, we could have the, the the slot machines in the background. That is a great backdrop for education. Yeah. I will tell you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've been I've, I've been educated a little bit on those blackjack tables. I'll tell you that. Well, um, never going back. Well, Patrick, thank you so much. Hey, thank you thank, so much, thank, Patrick, thank, and thank you for having me on. Oh, it was wonderful. It's California School News Radio. Hey, we're, we're, we're all done. We've, we've got another one, great one in the books. Uh, thank you to our guest, Dr. Patrick uh, Giddis Ribungo of Linwood Unified School District. Uh, we will be back uh, again next week. Thank you to uh, Drew Schlossberg, our co-host. Thank you to the, uh, our haunts, uh, our behind-the-scenes man. And thank you to the VMA education team and also Valerie Martinez at VMA communications for allowing us to do this every week and we will be back next week and we'll have another great show for you then so until then stay safe and stay educated and we will see you then